0: This is EBSCOND with Ethan Renault, episode 13. The music you're listening to is by Jessica Garcia. You can check out her website at jessicajohnsongarcia.com. That's jessicajohnsongarcia.com. In the darkest night In the deepest night Today's episode is just me, I'm in my house, and uh, sitting here, and this is actually the last episode I will ever make in this house. It's kind of sad. My roommate, roommate, Rob, from the previous episode, he and I have been here for a year and a half roughly, and I have to move out on Tuesday. I'm recording this right now, uh, what day is it? I'm recording this on a Friday, and... Uh, We have to be completely out of here by Tuesday. So already, most of the walls are barren. All my books and everything have been moved out of here. DVDs, decorations. We're really on the way out. We put everything for sale on Craigslist. But most likely, we'll just end up throwing everything on the sidewalk with a free sign on it. And it's kind of sad moving from a place that you've loved but you're getting kicked out of because the landlords are going to tear it down to the ground. Yeah, so... I, I didn't really have much of a topic theme for this episode, just a couple of random bits of things I'm going to throw together and um, have an episode that's hopefully listened to Just so you know, I have an idea for a future episode because I have a couple friends who waited uh, a long time to get married. Um, my friend Tim was married when he was 32, 31, 30. He was definitely in his 30s. It was one of those, maybe 34. No, I don't know. But he waited a long time to get married. And um, he and his wife are, are awesome. They're super great. Tim did a lot of amazing things with his life prior to getting married. And now he lives uh, here in Colorado in the suburbs. So I want to talk to him about waiting to get married, getting married late. And either in that same episode with Tim, or in a different episode, just individually, I want to interview one of my friends who got married really young, and just kind of see the differences, the contrasts, the pros, cons, benefits, and struggles on each side. I just thought that'd be an interesting topic. Um, today, uh, I'm going to start off with a uh, an email I got from a listener, and this is from a woman named Christine. She writes, this is in reference to episode 12. From personal experience, being a woman and all, women are hungry for intimacy and connection. When they think they found it, they jump head first, not knowing where they'll land, and usually get hurt along the way. Raises hand in parentheses. They care about attraction, but men and women's brains are wired differently. Thank God. So it's not as important to a woman as it is to a man. Not sure if men do this, but I grew up writing down a list of non-negotiables when it comes to my future husband, and him having a six-pack isn't on that list. Ha! I mean, attraction is obviously part of a relationship, but I think most women crave a man who will protect them, care for them, be bold enough to be the man of the house, and, in my case, a man who loves Jesus enough to where I can fully submit to him as Christ called us to do. Anyway, with all that being said... I think it's harder for a woman, godly or not, to online date because she only has a picture to go off of. There is no way to measure the man's character by a picture and a short blurb on who he is. I'm not against online dating, but I find it much easier to accidentally run into someone in a coffee shop rather than through a screen. Good luck on your search, and may God continue to use use you further in his kingdom. Thanks so much for writing in, Christine. Thanks for listening. And taking the time to write all that out. So if you didn't listen to episode 12, what she was referring to was this episode I did a couple of weeks ago with my friend Nate. Uh, he's a youth pastor, just like I am, uh, here in Denver, Colorado. And he and I uh, had a, a long chat on online dating slash dating apps. Uh, Tinder, Match.com, Bumble, Coffee Meets Bagel, OkCupid, okay Uh, whatever app you want to substitute in there. He and I talked for a while about that. And um, at one point, what Christine was referring to is one point where Nate and I mentioned that women and men approach relationships differently in general, uh, which is a good thing. Uh, And um, specifically what we were talking about is how women are sometimes quicker to commit at an emotional level to a relationship. Whereas, to be frank, I feel like guys can be a bit more flaky and a bit more noncommittal because there's always a more attractive woman out there. There's always a better looking girl, a younger girl, a thinner girl, whatever it is. So Christine was referring to that uh, physical versus emotional difference when you're looking for something. And I I think that's a great point, Christine, that because women tend to be less visual than men, I'm not making a blanket statement because I know... On both sides, can go both ways. But generally speaking, women are less visually um, drawn to a man than a man is visually drawn to a woman. I feel like that's kind of a generaliz- generalization I feel safe making. but um, So yeah, it's a good point that it, it would be really hard to just look at a guy's profile or look at a guy's pictures and say... Wow, he has great character. And Nate and I talked about that too. Um, I said that the two C's you can't see in online dating are character and chemistry. You know, how well you two go together and then what that person's character is like. Character is the invisible qualities about a person that show basically what comes out when they're under pressure. Um, Like, do they respond by... Uh, doing healthy things or unhealthy things? Do they lose their temper? Do they blow up? Are they nice? Are they gentle? That's their character. And chemistry is just um, how well you two get along. You know, there are people that, I've had this happen plenty of times in my life, where on paper, it's like, oh, those two would be a dream couple. Me and this girl would be phenomenal together, but there's just no chemistry. And chemistry is just really, uh, for me, that's really what everything comes down to. Um, this girl could be beautiful, she could be intelligent, she could even be funny, she could be all these things. But if there's, that, that, if there's not that invisible, unspoken, undescribable quality called chemistry, then the relationship will just not work. And uh, so those are the two things you can't see online. So thanks again, Christine. Everybody else, feel free to write in on all these episodes. I know that online dating is one of our more interesting topics we've covered so far. I know that not everybody gets excited as I do about systems or things like praying the Psalms with my dad, which was another phenomenal episode. Check that one out if you didn't hear that one. But um, yeah, so thanks again. And now I'm going to move into something I'm going to do occasionally, which is to talk about media I've been taking in lately. Um, that was actually something someone else asked me about. They said, it seems like you watch a good amount of movies and listen to music and stay relatively up-to-date on pop culture or whatever kind of culture you want to call it. So I'm going to do this, this uh, segment, I guess you could say, where I kind of talk about some of the media I've been taking in. Media talk. So the other week, probably two weeks ago, I watched this film called Maudie, M-A-U-D-I-E. And I was really blown away by it. I didn't know what to expect. It got high ratings on Rotten Tomatoes, and that's what I usually trust. And so I got really excited to check it out. It has Sally Hawkins and Ethan Hawke, which I thought was funny. They had the two Hawke last names. Um, So anyway, I watched this film, and immediately after, I just sat down, pulled out my microphone, and recorded a three-minute... Uh, blurb on what I was feeling immediately after watching this film. So um, here's that clip. So I just finished watching this film called Maudie. It stars Sally Hawkins and Ethan Hawke. I think they were going with like a Hawk themed you know, cast. And um, I was really, really blown away by it because by the cover and by the reviews, they say it's a sweet, light-hearted film in which these two people meet and fall in love. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, so it's going to be a cute love story. I'm in the mood for a cute love story tonight because, I don't know, I had the house to myself, and I was like, all right, I could go for this. So I turn it on, and one, the cinematography of this film is absolutely beautiful. It's shot in Nova Scotia, and it's based on the true story of this this woman named Maude Lewis. She was a painter, and... I looked up some of her paintings, and they're like Fauvish, if you're familiar with the Fauves. It's uh, a term that means wild animals. Matisse was the most famous Fauvist, and founder of the Fauvist movement. Um, he was a student of... I forget that guy's name, but basically they were rebels. Anyway, the idea behind her artwork, Maude Lewis's artwork, is a life without shadows. Sorry, a world without shadows. And... Her painting is just bright and colorful, and it, like on one hand, it could be something a sixth grader did. On the other hand, it's just this really, really sweet, beautiful way of looking at the world. So, so Maude Lewis, in the film and in real life, was born with birth defects, and that was probably my favorite line in the movie. Someone says, what's wrong with you? And she says, just born funny. And I was like, ah, oh, that's, I don't know. It, she her character is the sweetest and i really don't want to give too much away i went in completely blind didn't even watch a trailer for this film before i saw it but she's she's she has birth defects or in her words she's born funny and um she just meets and falls in love with this man named everett lewis and uh i don't want to give too much away it almost brought me to tears at the end though i will tell you that it was so so sweet So beautifully shot, very realistic, yet, uh, man, I don't even, I want to talk about it, but I also don't want to give too much away, because it's just beautiful, and I really think you should see it for yourselves. It's a movie that I hadn't heard of, therefore, you probably haven't heard of it, but I'm not sure if it's on Netflix or Redbox or anything like that, but definitely worth a watch. Um, Check it out and let me know what you think, and then we can talk about it. Uh, That'd be super cool. All right, so check out Madi starring Ethan Hawke and Sally Hawkins.: Yes, yeah, so I do highly recommend Madi. Check it out if you haven't. And then a couple nights ago, um, I was with a friend, and we watched this film called "Only the Brave." And, and it, like when I hear a title like that, something inside of me goes, "Eh, you know, because it's so generic sounding, and you're like, come up with a more original title than something just like, "Only the Brave." You know, like, it it could literally be about anything. Like, anything. But that's just my personal opinion. Uh, We watched the film, again, because I saw that it had good reviews. I think it was like 88% on Rotten Tomatoes. And it's about these firefighters in California. And they call themselves the Hot Shots. Because they go into forest fires, wildfires in the mountains or wherever. And, um... I actually learned a lot by watching this film about how they control fires, how they're able to prevent them from spreading, um, things that they do, and really the risks they take. Um, and this was again, this was a really great film. I it's based on a true story, and so what I would recommend because I went in not knowing the true story, I didn't know anything about it, um, so I won't ruin it for you here. Um, just go pick up Only the Brave at Redbox. Um, really really well acted by two actors i really respect miles teller and josh brolin they're really really phenomenal actors um and jennifer connelly is also in it and she is just to die for and so check out that film um yeah i don't want to give too much away i'm trying to weigh what i can give away really it just uh, it's one of those films that because it's based on a true story a lot of it is just meant to honor and um yeah, just honor the people who, who it's about. These firefighters who were, were brave, they were always risking their lives, putting out these fires to prevent the spread, like to hitting people's homes and, and so on. And uh, great film. Check out Only the Brave. It's on Redbox. I don't know if it's streaming online anywhere. But um, yeah, so that's my media recommendations for this week. Media Talk. So I guess the last thing I'll talk about in this podcast is um, just kind of what's been going on in my life personally lately, because it's been a hectic couple weeks since I recorded my last podcast. So let me tell you a little bit about that, starting with a week ago today, so today's Friday, a week ago today, my family and I were at the Subaru dealership. Now this is one of the craziest stories you're likely to hear in a long time um, and it's one of those things that, honestly, when I when I think about it, I almost laugh. Not yet. I know I'll laugh more in the future when it's all taken care of. But it's one of those things I shake my head and say, man, this only happens to the Renaults. Like, we – I don't know. So anyway, let me just tell you this story. We're at the Subaru dealership, and uh, it's my brother, myself, and my two parents. And um, my brother's getting ready to buy a brand-new Subaru. 2018 Subaru Forester, beautiful car, not a mark on it. You know, just brand new, hot off the lot. And so, we spend I think it was roughly five hours at this dealership, waiting for all the papers to get signed, waiting for everything to be taken care of. And my brother drives away, drives off the lot in this brand new Subaru, and we all go to get dinner together. So he takes his car. Um, I rode with my parents. We go to dinner together and then go our separate ways. and My brother goes home. He lives in Denver. I live in Denver. Um, but actually that night I decided to, sleep, to spend the night at my parents' house because I had something I had to be up early for over by where they are. So, um, So my brother has owned this car for 10 hours, give or take, and he's put about 15 miles on the car. So, brand new 2018 Subaru Forester, 15 miles on it, and he's owned it for 10 hours. And I wake up on Saturday morning to my mother coming into my room, sitting on my bed, and saying, Ethan, I have some sad news. And I'm like, "Uh, just tell me later, I have to keep sleeping. And she's like, "Uh, Ethan, you have to wake up and hear this. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh. And I started to get a little worried. And then... I knew that it wasn't like a death or anything because my dad was downstairs singing or something. But she she opens up her phone and starts scrolling through some things and showing me some things and she's like, So last night or early, early this morning, at like three AM, your brother wakes up to this. And my mom sends or she, she turns her phone toward me and shows me this video and it looks just like a wildfire, a raging wildfire. And I was like, what? And so let me play. You can, you can probably hear the audio, hopefully. Um, I'm going to hold my phone up to the microphone. But this is the, the audio to the video she was showing me. Yes. So that was the fire that I was watching. And you may have heard that pop in there. There was like a little pop. And that was... So the video is of my brother's car on fire. And the pop was one of his tires exploding. And the video is, is shot from his window. Like looking back at his backyard where his car would be parked. And she tells... My mom tells me that early, early, early in the morning, my brother's neighbor knocked on his door... Like the guy who lives across the hall knocks on his door and says, "Luke, Luke, 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 wake up, wake up, wake up!" And they run to the back of the house to that guy's apartment, and they look out the window, and that's what they see. They see all four cars, because there's four of them in that building. All four of their cars were just up in flames, just like you heard how intense the flame was. It's like trees all around it are are like in intense, intense, intense flames, and. They, they discover by investigating it that it was arson, and there were things, uh, I'm blanking on the word, the things that like speed up, make something burn faster. So someone had lit all their cars on fire. Uh, no idea who did it, no idea why they did it. We're hoping that they catch the person, and they're able to pay for all the damage they did because that fire could have easily like run along the fence or the backyard and lit their whole house on fire. So obviously, a terrible, terrible thing to do, um, not only destroying um, dozens of thousands of dollars of property, but potentially killing people by, um, you know, lighting houses on fire. Um, So fortunately, no one was hurt. Everybody's totally fine, but all four of those cars are destroyed. Um, I could actually maybe put a picture of my brother's car, what it looks like now on the website. Um, on absconpodcast.com, but it is just toasted. It is absolutely gutted, uh, you know, like, melted. Like, apparently the temperatures in the fire were ridiculously high that, like, this ultra-strong metal was melting. And so anyway, my brother owned his car for 10 hours before that happened, and we're we're keeping our fingers crossed that he'll get 100% back from insurance and, and all that stuff. So anyway, that... Is part of the craziness of the past couple of weeks, but for me personally, um, it's looked like uh, several different things. One, I'm moving houses. Two, I am potentially moving jobs, but I don't want to say too much about that publicly yet. Um, so, I'm moving houses, jobs, and I'm getting a new car. I'm actually buying my parents' old car, and so you know, figuring out what to do with my current car. Um, How much money should I put into it if I'm getting a new one? Um, Basically, once my brother gets his car replaced, my parents will get their car back, which I'm buying from them. So everybody's kind of getting a new car. Um, Anyway, long story. All that that to say, everything in my life right now is up in the air. Everything. And because of that, it's called for... um, I guess, reframing the way I think of Christ as my solid rock. You know, we, we sing that song, On Christ the solid rock I stand. That's That song. And you don't think about that until you literally don't have any other solid rock in your life to hold on to. You know, often your job and your house and your car and your family and your spouse and your kids, they become substitute solid rocks right they they essentially like my life is steady my life has routine my life has uh, some some sense of some sense of stability about it because i have this in place and this in place and this in place and so i'm the past couple weeks including this present moment i am in a place where everything is up in the air Everything is in a state of flux, and basically all my solid rocks are evaporating. And it's a really unique season, and it, it has a lot of um, ups and downs. It has a lot of pros and cons. I wish that it, things would just be resolved. I'd get the new car, get a new house, get a new job, you know, and they could just be settled. But at the same time, it's kind of causing me to have to rely on Christ... In a way that I haven't in the past, when everything is in place, when everything is, you know, relatively solid and immovable and steady. Um, So I just want to encourage you guys with that, that when things seem in flux, when they seem out of control, when they seem up in the air, that God is not in flux. God is not out of control. He's not up in the air. Um, he is as solid as He's ever been. He is with us. He is watching over us. And He has had every day of our lives planned from the very beginning. Psalm 139. For uh, Oh my gosh, it's blanking. My brain is blanking. Um, but that's the passage where it says that every day, every day ordained for me was written in your book before one of them came to pass. Psalm 139. And so... We don't have to worry or feel like we have to be in control or stress. In fact, Jesus is the one who says, don't worry. And, you know, if Jesus says not to do something and we do it, we are what? Disobeying. Um, so that's just things I've been learning from a very uh, firsthand experience type of place. I'm sure you have experiences where you're like, oh, I know these words, you know, Sunday school taught me this. But then it's different when you're in that season, experiencing that and learning it firsthand uh, from personal experience. It becomes a whole different thing. So that's something I've learned. I hope it's encouraging to you guys. And, uh, yeah, thank you guys, again, so much for listening to this. I hope little bits of it here and there were helpful. As always, like Christine, I am really stoked about you guys writing in. Giving me feedback, topic ideas, comments, questions, concerns, um, whatever it is, I'd love to hear from you. This is a two way conversation. And um, so, yeah, as always, get in touch with me. Facebook, it's just Ethan Renault, E T H A N R E N O E. Twitter, I never am on Instagram, honestly, um, or EthanRenault.com, where there's a contact button and that sends an email straight to me, which is Email is by far the best way to get in touch with me if you ever feel the desire. So ethanrenault.com, click contact and get in touch. Thanks again so much for listening. I really appreciate this. Um, yeah, and let me know what you think about all the episodes in the past. Um, I was really stoked about the online dating topic. That was a really fun one. So let me know what you thought about those. Let me know what you want to hear in the future. Um, I'll talk to you guys soon. Love you all. Bye. In the darkest night In the deepest night